Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Live Wire Fantasy Football. We are brought to you by the Rise Network, which is our official platform for our show. Be sure to visit www.risenetworkus.com to visit all the shows, bloggers, streamers, and YouTubers. Rise is a network that embraces everybody and everything with a focus on these three words, growth, ascension, rise. And you guys do not do not want to miss the phone call we had at the end of the show with one of our favorite uh, Chinese restaurant food places. It was simply the greatest thing. I couldn't have scripted it even better. Like I couldn't write it better than I'm Halloween. in tears right now. I, thinking about that it. was the funniest thing. She's a trooper. I we are getting them as an advertisement. Yeah, We're get, yeah, plan, yeah. I am. I am a hundred percent reaching out to them. I, hopefully they never listen to that and we're going to obviously block it out like yeah, we always right, do. correct but oh my gosh that yes. was awesome so please check that out at the end of the episode welcome back riders how was your ride <laughs> say something Colin. how was your ride You ever been to Cedar Point? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that was so good. I pulled that one out of my ass. All right. How was your ride, Colin? Are we live? Yeah, yeah my fuck stomach. Yeah. Oh, just shit, my stomach hurt. Maybe you feel weird. I'm, I'm riding. All right. Sure. Well, we're back with my co-host, Colin Macklem, who apparently is a mute today. Yeah. You know, them damn Wednesdays. Today's not Wednesday. Dude, today's Thursday. Oh, my God. This is going to be such a long show. No, it's not. We're going to speed this one up. Friday. Stop talking. Rod, I'm here with my beautiful producer, Roderick Curitan. He's joking. Good evening. Good day. And if I don't see you, good night. <laughs> All right. Um, let's move on to football. That's yes. enough bullshit. Week two, gentlemen. We already covered Tuesday. Let's cover Thursday. Some projections. It's some... Tuesday, isn't it? <laughs> again, this is going to be bad podcasting. But if you can see the two hosts today, they are both matching once again. It Yay. is half our wardrobe. We they own literally both... half the shit we own is Michigan State stuff. They so. are both... texting me said, if you don't wear a Michigan State shirt, no, He's going to castrate me, and no. I didn't. Took it very seriously. <laughs> yeah, it's an initial threat. We got Sparty and Sparty Plus. So Whoa. <laughs> Who's Sparty Plus? Who's Alpha Sparty? <laughs> okay, all right. Come what on. do you mean by that? No, come on. What do you mean by that? That's fucked up, dude. <laughs> what a lie. What, is, what did it say, Kyle? You're, you're Sparty Plus. <laughs> I thought I was Alpha Sparty. <laughs> That's ridiculous. All right, let's please. Let's, 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 let's please, football, please. Get, yes, please. Okay. Jesus. Um... So today we're going to talk Dude, about Collins in one of those moods where <laughs> he is a menace to society right now. He's going to purposely fuck up the show a bunch. Dude, it just came to me. No, why? It's Thursday. <laughs> what? A oh, wait, I don't get it. I don't get it either. I step out on Thursday. Oh, yeah. Colin <laughs> acts out a fool. If uh, any, any of you fine ladies is going to be at Coyote Joe's tonight, my beautiful co-host, uh, Colin Macklin will be there as well. I'm going to so. have myself a night. What can I say? I'd rather go there than ladies night this, this uh football game that'll be on tonight mm, mm. that's such a good transition yeah i mean I, this game that is sucks. good all right let's take <laughs> it, it to football. such a good transition let's take it to football <laughs> okay so what do you guys want to start off you want to start off with some player prop props for the weekend some dfs or you want to start off with tonight's game shitty game uh we can we can skim over the uh let's go with tonight's game okay tonight's okay. game we've got the washington football team versus the new york giants New York football giants, huh? Yay. Any any initial thoughts? Anything that stand out to you guys from fantasy perspective? I am starting two players and two players only. No, three. They all on the Redskins, and that would be 
Antonio Gibson, which obviously you're starting. Terry McLaurin, obviously you're starting unless you're in a six-man league. And Logan Thomas, you're obviously probably starting as well. Other than that, yeah, is yeah. there anything you feel pretty safe, fa- pretty safe about? So you're fading Saquon? I mean, he played less than 50% of the snaps last week. He didn't look the same. I think he's got to get a couple more games in to get his feet underneath him, you know? So we're going with no Saquon. All I right. mean, so if you guys own Saquon, you just heard Colin, don't start him. I mean, unless you have someone that's not – or someone that's a decent backup, someone that you can plug in and, you know, feel pretty good about getting you 10 points maybe. Okay, so you think it's situational? Situational, yeah. I mean, unless you don't have anyone – unless you have Tony Jones or Ramondre Stevenson on your bench like I do in one league, you're probably well, starting Saquon. You're starting Ramondre Stevenson? I did, yeah. You got me negative point two. Mmm. Sony Michelle special. Um, I, 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 I can't in good conscience sit Saquon Barkley. I'm hoping last week was a, hey, welcome back from your injury. Here's football again. Now let's get after it. It's prime time. The Giants don't want to look a fool. If I have, if you have Saquon, for me, it's a stardom for Colin. It's situational. If you have a decent backup, he says don't take the risk. For Correct. me, either way, I, I say play him because you just never know. One one run from that guy can equate to whatever your backup will get you. So, all right. Uh, I want to add and also throw on there that we did do a poll last night on our Twitter. Which wide receiver are you most confident with plugging into your lineup this weekend? Sterling Shepard came in just about last on the list, but Sterling, last, yeah, well, second to last behind Julio Jones. Oh, uh, everyone's confident with plugging in Chris Godwin at the wide receiver position against Atlanta. I will add, Sterling Shepard had a fantastic this a fantastic past weekend. He, I think, he had around twenty four fantasy points. Why are people not confident with him? It's, it's, that's his game, dude. It's always up and down. One week he'll have twenty four, and then tonight he might drop six and. Obviously, you don't know. We don't know. We can't predict. But for me, it's just I'd go with safety. If it's your flex, you can always use your flex as a boom play. All right, Alex. I would add that maybe people are just not uh, confident with him because of his past health issues that he's had. And it's like you have that mindset going in, oh, Sterling Shepard's hurt all the time, so therefore I'm not confident with plugging him into my lineup. Makes sense. You know? I I, I don't – if he's healthy now – that's all that matters. You know what right. I'm saying? Uh, you can't predict someone's going to get hurt during the game. But for me, I just I don't like these two teams fantasy wise. I'm a big um, I'm a big believer in owning fantasy players who belong to good, competent, efficient offenses. And these two are both none of that. So I I personally in four different leagues have no one playing in this game, and I'm not upset about it. I don't own any Terry. I don't own any Saquon. I don't have any of the kickers. No Kenny G. No, fuck no, no way. <laughs> okay, but why, what's going on in Detroit? All right, Detroit Lions fans. Kenny G was the man. He yeah, was always he was hurt. hurt. Yeah. Okay, but best ability is availability, Roderick. That is correct. I feel, I, feel like, available. I feel like Stafford elevated Kenny. I don't think Daniel Jones has that that ability to make Kenny Galladay the, the same receiver he once was. Bingo. And I feel like that's like the main part with the Giants and, and Sterling Shepard is that the Giants offense is, has been so unpredictable ever since that boy OBJ left that the really the only person you can bank on from week to week is Saquon. And honestly, you can't even bank on him right now. So honestly, everyone on the Giants offense for me right now is a, a hard pass. Yeah, we're going to be skipping through uh, these two games for me. I got nothing more to say. Um, everyone who is playing in this game are automatic starters for you in your lineup already, such as Colin mentioned Terry, uh, Logan Thomas, Gibson. Antonio Gibson, Saquon for me. So, 
So I want to transition now to our other poll that we had on Twitter yesterday. Roach running back, are you most confident starting in your lineup this weekend? So we had recently Elijah Mitchell from the 49ers, Tyson Williams, Javante Williams, or Tony Pollard. Elijah Mitchell is leading, and Tony Pollard has 0% of the votes. Which running back are you guys confident with starting most in your lineup this week? Mine, honestly, it comes down between Elijah Mitchell and Tyson Williams. But I think I give I give Tyson Williams the benefit of the doubt here. We all know the 49ers love to, or Shanahan loves to throw out whatever running back we don't want to see run the football. So Elijah Mitchell was the guy last week. This week it might be Trey Sermon. It might be um, Jermichael Hasty. Uh, Tyson Williams, he obviously played pretty damn well on Sunday night, or Monday night. I think he's going to get the rock. He's definitely a better pass catcher than Latavius Murray is, and they're versing the Chiefs. So they're going to have to... They're going to have to move the rock, and Latavius is their bruiser, their short down and distance guy. So I think Tyson Williams is actually going to have a pretty pretty decent week this week. I just you, you expect Elijah Mitchell to have a good week after last week, but with the Niners and Shanahan, the one thing you can't predict is who's going to be getting fed. I'd love to disagree here for a little bit better content, but to be honest with you, I'm really always happy with the way the Ravens run the ball. They're always run heavy. And Tyson Williams seems that that's his backfield. Obviously, Latavius is going to snag some goal line carries away from him, which sucks. But as we saw on Monday night, Tyson does have the breakaway speed. So I, I'm more comfortable with the touches that he's going to get versus an Elijah Mitchell, especially competing with Colin says, Jermichael Hastings, possibly Trey Sermon, who they drafted to take over a good chunk of carries. So for me, it's Tyson Williams. Okay. What about you, Rod? For starting? Yeah. Uh, I think Elijah Mitchell. I really do. I just feel like I just feel like like I you can't said, argue with it. I just think Shanahan's like, yeah, that's the guy. We're gonna run with him, and you know, I don't, I don't see any. Obviously, Mostert's out. He's done. See you later. I think that Elijah is the guy. You are absolutely right, though. The thing is that that offense. We remember I was talking about efficiency and and good offenses. Mm-hmm. The Niners have a beautiful offense, but do. Shanahan does have um, a good game plan usually, and. This guy took majority of the carries when Mostert went down last week, so I'm assuming he's going to continue that role. If if Sermon's not ready, he's not ready, and I don't know if if he wasn't ready for week one, if, if Shanahan's just going to throw him in there in week two and say, all right, well, it's your backfield now. Go nuts. So you're right. You're right. I, I can see the argument for both. Okay, so do you guys want to go to some player props now, or do you want me to do my producer's wire? Let's try the producer's wire. I'm interested okay. to see this. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you guys some numbers. They're going to be called wired numbers to know. Okay, yeah. and then I want you guys to pick one of those that stand out to you out of the numbers that I'm going to throw at you. Okay, so first I'm going to start with running backs. Twenty nine. Twenty nine was the number of carries for Joe Mixon in Week One. That was the second highest mark of his career. Twenty five touches. For Damian Harris, Damian Damian Harris, Damian Harris in Week One, okay, we got the numbers now. Mm-hmm. Thirty-six was the number combined of touches for DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams. Twenty-two point nine percent target shares for Naeem Hines, which led the Colts in Week One. Jonathan Taylor was second on the team with twenty percent. Zero was the number of targets for Austin Eckler in Week One. Don't think don't think it's anything to panic about, but they're playing the Cowboys this upcoming week. Maybe you can look into it. 100% for your guy, Najee Harris. He had 100%. He played 100% of all the snaps with the Steelers, like we talked about on Tuesday. And as we just talked about, 48% snap share for Saquon Barkley in week one. 
which one of those numbers kind of stand out to you? I can repeat any of them for you if you would like. That was that was that was a lot to take in at once. Okay, so I I, I, don't, was, I don't think I need you to repeat though. I think I got it, but I will be calling on you if I do. Okay, Colin, I, the most surprising to me, it has to be the Austin Eckler zero targets. zero targets. Absolutely, yes, because that's why drafted, I didn't need you to repeat because I knew that's what I was yeah, going with. I mean, Eckler was drafted to get you know eighty catches, probably over a hundred targets, and mm-hmm. obviously they were in a slow paced football game with the the football team, but um. Yeah, the versus the Cowboys this week, probably, I wouldn't be too worried about it. It is a little concerning that he got zero targets, and that's his his bread and butter. But, yeah, the versus the Cowboys this week, they they play football very quickly, very fast. Points will be put up. They're going to have to throw the ball to Eckler this week. All right, that's, that's insane to me that he has zero targets. That's literally his name of the game. His bread and butter, like Colin says, is catching the ball. And the fact that he caught zero and was not thrown at once does not make sense to me. These are wired numbers, so I'm just throwing you guys yeah, some numbers. My, my other one to be uh, a, con- a contrarian will be, since I hate Joe Mixon, I'll go with Joe Mixon, and I want you, everybody to know who is coming at me saying, you said Joe Mixon sucks, he got 30 points. Rod just said it. It's his career high. That was, yep. That shit ain't happening every week. That was the second highest All mark right, of this I'm about career. to come in. This is Joe Mixon's year. This is Joe Mixon's coming out party oh this year. Oh, my God. Two goal line touchdowns. Like, Two goal line touchdowns. He had 29 He had twenty nine carries. Yep. Rod, do we have the receptions? I do not. I can I'm sure he had at least four of them. I think it was around there. You are correct. Joe Mixon did have four receptions in this most recent past showdown he had. Yeah, he had 120-something yards. It was a really good game from him. I'm not like, hey. Game recognizes game. Do you not do you actually think that Joe Mixon's not a good football player? No. Are you worried about his He just has his biases line? in his head. No, I don't have my it's not my head biases. I I just hate Joe Mixon for fantasy football for reasons that I've ex- explained. If he's on a different team, I'm sure he's a great running back. I think I think he this year he stays on the field, stays healthy. He leaps into that category with McCaffrey, Cook, and Saquon Barkley. As guys that you know are going to stay on the field, they're going to catch the rock, they're going to run the rock. Obviously, they have the worst offensive line maybe in the entire football league. They do. But like we said earlier in a couple podcasts ago, volume is what you want with running backs. Absolutely. And that's the one thing that Joe Mixon has. Yeah. No Gio Bernard anymore. But there's going to be a bunch of games, don't get it twisted, where he still has 22, 25 carries and he doesn't do jack shit with them. I mean, yeah, that'll happen. I mean, Derrick Henry will have the same days. All right. At this point... I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there right now. Rest of the season, I'd rather have Joe Mixon. Oh, oh, oh don't say it. Than Derrick Henry. Oh my in God! PPR, in PPR leagues. Okay, we'll circle back to that. I'd all rather right? have him. So that's our wired numbers for the running back section. Let's go to the wired numbers for the wide receiver section. Ristic, you have like some lingering thoughts on that or something? No, Ristic doesn't like that take. I'm, I'm moving on. Okay, so wide receivers this weekend. Who's out? Jerry Judy is out. And also, Michael Gallup is out for fantasy teams. Some wired numbers to know. 52.2%. Debo Samuel accounted for more than half of the 49er targets in week one. We don't really expect the same because Brandon Ayuk was kind of sidelined a little bit. 17.5. Remember this number, guys. 17.5. C.D. Lamb has averaged 17.5 PPR fantasy points per game in five full games with Dak Prescott. So there's a connection there. Keep that in mind. We're at that number, all right? 5.9, 5.9, Ben, Big Ben, Ben Roethlisberger's intended air yards per attempt was actually lower in week one than it was in 2020. If he struggles against the Raiders, we could be worried about the Steelers wide receivers. So think about that number. We continue. 
The Falcons passed on 54.6% of their offensive plays despite a blowout loss. Last year, Atlanta passed at a 64% rate in losses. Think about that. And they play the Bucs this week. 12. Mike Williams saw 12 targets in week one, the most since week five of the 2019 season. Mike Williams. And the last two, 15%. No wide receiver on the Saints, Lions, or Colts saw even 15% of their team's targets. And the last one is three. Robbie, Robbie Anderson saw just three targets in week one. Is he tough to trust in this upcoming week, even with the long touchdown he had? Any of those numbers you guys want me to go back and talk about? Dude, I'm having such a hard time. It's the wired these. numbers. I know you're thinking about it. I got you guys wired up here. Yeah, you can call it that. Um, I, I, CD, I'll start with the CD Land one. 17.5 CD Land has average in points with playing in five full games with Dak Prescott. That's pretty damn good. If yeah, it me. seems it seems that um, him and Coop are going to have a great year this year if Dak stays healthy. We talked about it on um, Tuesday's show, I think, that Dak audible out of, what, 20-something run plays that Kellen 20, Moore called? 26 run plays were called, and Dak opted out of 14 of them. That's unbelievable. Mm. And what that shows me is, A, Dak is saying, I'm completely healthy, so trust me to throw the rock, and B, they don't trust the run game, especially with Zach Martin out, and he's going to throw the rock even more. And who's going to get open? C.D. Lamb, who's an outstanding route runner. Amari Cooper, who's an outstanding route runner, and both great athletes with great hands. They are going to be huge this year. So I like C.D. Lamb to continue that streak. And, and is that a touchdown basis? Is that based on touchdowns? Probably not. He's getting yeah. targets like north of 10, mm -hmm. I think, every game that has Dak, Dak's played in. So, you know, he's a yards and catch guy. And if he gets a touchdown on top of it, guys, it's even better. So I, I like it. I want to talk about the 15% receivers, or none of the receivers had 15% target share between the what? The Lions, the Lions Colts, Colts, and Saints. And honestly, that's kind of what I would have expected. I mean, the Colts, I mean, maybe not the Colts. No, here's, here's, no, here's the, maybe not the Colts, because I know what you're about to say, and you're absolutely right. Look at the wide receiver rooms for all three of those teams. Yeah. No, 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 like widely talented guys in there. A bunch of no names, guys who were trying to make who wouldn't be on rosters and, and more competitive teams. So uh, the Saints are obviously competitive, but for different reasons. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the Saints, Michael Thomas will get over fifteen percent once he comes back, right? But yeah, these teams are going to rely heavy on throwing it to the running backs and their tight ends, which is why Swift was so successful successful last week, and that's why Hawk was so successful last week. And the Colts are the only team that you have notable guys in the wide receiver room. Pittman didn't play well. Pascal caught two touchdowns, but besides those, I mean, it wasn't anything crazy. Right. So, I mean, that is going to continue going forward. Their quarterbacks don't trust the guys running the routes for them. It's plain and simple. So, no, yeah, I agree. It's not like that's going to slow down anytime soon. Okay. Uh, you guys ready for the last category? This is it. What is this? Quarterback, quarterbacks. Oh. I skipped tight ends. Okay. Thank you. Uh, who's out? Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's out. He's got his hip thing. You know, he's struggling with that. Uh, so 20 was the number of pass attempts in week one for Jameis Winston. 57 was the number of pass attempts for Jared Goff in week one. Only Dak Prescott threw more. Uh, 156.1 was Matt Stafford's quarterback rating in his first game with the Rams. No quarterback was better. 5,852 is the number of yards in the last 17 complete games that Dak Prescott has been a part of. So Dak is doing something special. 
And then last we're going to do is six. Ryan Tannehill was sacked six times against Arizona and fumbled twice. Uh, the Titans really can't protect him against Seattle. It could be disaster time. So what do you guys stand out for fantasy purposes, numbers, anything that make you go, oh, wow. I think the most interesting is probably the Tannehill with uh, six sacks. Titans, I mean, they don't have one of the, the great the great offensive lines in the league, but Taylor Lewan literally got bullied by Chandler Jones. And I would say, I mean, the Cardinals defense is nothing to write home about, but Chandler Jones is, he's like the most underrated pass rusher, pass rusher of our generation, I believe. He's been all pro probably at least five times. He does double-digit sacks every year. So, I mean, he's nothing to slouch at. He's definitely an elite talent. But if that keeps up, I mean, the Titans might be in trouble. Because that was, they looked pathetic. They actually looked pathetic on uh, on Sunday. So I'm, I'm hoping to see they bounce back. Se- uh, Seattle doesn't have any edge rusher that, you know, can win on any given pass rush. But hopefully they can bounce back. Because if they don't and they keep letting up those sack totals, it could be a long year for Tannehill and the Titans. Especially for an offense that we expected to boom so much. For them to lay a dud like that in week one was so surprising. Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, and Julio Jones. All three of them, the big name yeah. guys in that offense, none of them really produced. So AJ Brown caught a touchdown. Obviously, Julio and and King Henry did not find the end zone, so their fantasy days were disappointing to say the least. And Tannehill had a horrible day as well. Who I have a little flyer MVP bet in for. So because <laughs> I thought I think he's gonna have a great year still, but yeah, Taylor Luan, uh, he's gonna he's gotta start he's gonna start playing better. And obviously, like Colin said, Chandler Jones is a dog. So. I mean, shit happens. But five sacks. No, that's that, yeah. yeah that's not, I mean, that's not great. That's not great for. No, that's impressive. Not, no, no, it's great for him. Not great for Taylor Luan. Not great yeah. for the Titans. But it is what it is, man. They'll they'll prosper. Yeah, and then I would also like to touch on Dak. I think <laughs> what we got from the last six games or the last full six games from Dak, extrapolated over seventeen games. Honestly, I think that's what we can expect. Obviously, they're not going to be. But is it sustainable? I do. I do think it's sustainable. I mean, the defense is. God awful. Aren't defenses going to start keying in on that? On Dak throwing the football? Yeah, play a little bit more back, more safety help. It's too many weapons. I mean, in Dallas, yeah, but then bro. they'll just then they'll just run. It's the same thing with the Chiefs. It's it's really the Chiefs are the Cowboys, in my opinion. Like they, but they just don't execute as well as what how the Chiefs. Yeah, do. the Cowboys are just a lot more talented. You don't think that when the when the Cowboys go down disagree. by twenty points and they they got to throw the ball, the defenses aren't playing against the pass. I don't think they can stop the the air raid. Offense in Dallas. I really don't. Can anyone in the NFL stop the air raid? Since we all know that the NFL is moving towards, you know, a, a largely passing league. Can Is that going to be how offenses are going forward? Are there defense? You're, you were the cornerback in high school. Tell me. Tell me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how I do you think, scheme against someone who's going to throw it, what, 61 times? Deck threw it? What, what was it? Well, I mean, yeah. it doesn't matter. He threw it more than 57. Analytics, which is what golf say, is at. Yeah. analytics say a pass play is, you know, a crazy amount more, you know, efficient and valuable than a run play. So I think that is the shift that the league is going to. They're going to pass the ball more, move away from the run. But obviously, there's still teams that can run the ball very effectively and do well behind it. But at the end of the day, the pass play gives you the best chance to put points on the board and to gain yards quickly. So that's the way it's going to be going Okay, forward. so you think that can sustain this unbelievable Stat line. I'm not saying he's going to throw for 400 yards every game, three touchdowns, 60 pass attempts. I mean, dude, his back, whether he's healthy or not, if he strained his throwing arm 
in some way, shape, or form, shoulder, back, whatever it is, don't you think throwing it 60 times a game plus a thousand times a week in practice, it's going to fuck them up, isn't it? Ask Mahomes. I mean, they, he th- that's the thing. He Mahomes 60- doesn't have a lingering injury, though, with his, with his arm. Okay. His first He's also game a baseball action. player. Who th- he, dude, it's not something to shake <laughs> no, off. He no, pitched. I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he threw velocity hard, as hard as he can. I mean, but I have the, hundred hu- times I have the utmost same confidence in Dak that he can do the ex- exact same thing. I'm just saying lingering throwing issues bothers me to think about. And then his ankle, every time he runs the ball, I get scared shitless. Yeah, I'm like, dude, please slide. I get nervous slide. for him, too. Yeah, every how, single time. How much could it possibly worry you if they were concerned about his, his arm and this week one game was his first action of football and ever since his injury, and he threw the ball 60 times. Yeah, but not by coaching choice. He did that because Dex, I love it, though, by the way. I'm just going to preface it with this. I do love his confidence, his moxie, his cockiness. But that's Dex saying, F you guys. I'm fine. Now watch me throw the ball 60 times. I think it's saying, F you guys. I'm trying to win this damn football game. Zeke ain't getting nobody or getting nowhere on this Bucks run D. We got to air this bitch out. You don't think it was a little slap in the face to everyone who watched him during training camp in hard knocks that he had no passing attempts. Everyone was worried that he's not going to be the same anymore. He's just got back from his ankle injury. Now he's got a back injury. I don't think Dak has to prove himself to anyone, to be honest. I think he's that kind of guy. He got paid. He got his bag. Well-deserved, in my opinion. Of course. So what, what, what does he have to prove besides when that he's back, Dallas? that he's back and he is, he's how he threw for 400 plus yards. Yeah, I think so now that he proved it, which is you're helping my point now, I think it's going to slow down a little bit. But I'm trying to say he doesn't have to prove that he's back. That's just the way the Cowboys are going to run, run their offense okay. through football games. It's prop time, boys. You got those props ready for this weekend. Yes, I do. Let's hear them. I have a lot of overs though. I'm a little scared about that. Oh, life's and too one, short. the overs club two. Three of them are quarterback touchdowns. The overs club. All right, let's run it then. So I have one, two, three, four, five plays for this week for props. Four of them are overs. One of them is an under. And we can start with the under, and then I'll just start laying on the overs. So the under, since we kind of just talked about it, I like under 14 and a half carries for Zeke Elliott. Strictly because of what we just talked about. I think Dak, I think they're going to be in a tight game with the Chargers again. And like Colin just said, Dak says, I want to win this football game, and my best way to win this game is to throw the ball. So I think he's going to continue to opt out of those run plays, and he's going to continue to throw the ball. Collins says it's sustainable, so I trust him. So I am going under 14 and a half carries for Zeke. All right, Colin, let's hear yours. Let's go. All right, sticking with the running backs, I'm going to hammer Delvin Cook's total yards prop, which is at 104 and a half yards. That offense runs through Delvin. Very rarely does he ever get under 100 yards, so I do like it a lot, and I'll be putting some, I'll be sprinkling some Monopoly money on that one. Monopoly money. All right, and then I have two quarterback ones that I'll just throw at you guys. I like Trevor Lawrence to throw over one and a half passing touchdowns. That's at plus money, plus 110 via DraftKings, and I like Mac Jones to throw over one and a half passing touchdowns. That's minus 110 via DraftKings. All right, my favorite for a receiver will be Allen Robinson over five and a half receptions, juiced at minus 155. I'm willing to cover that juice. Allen Robinson in a great bounce back spot against the, the Cincinnati Bengals. So, yeah, hammer that over. And then my other two that I had, because uh, I told you guys I did have five, is over 18 and a half carries for Najee and over one and a half passing touchdowns for Kirk cousins who has by the way i think had over two touchdowns per game 
going all the way back to the last six games of last season. And then he did it in week one this year. So he's on a little bit of a hot streak here mm. and he's not getting respected for it. So Captain Kirk, Captain Kirk, keep an eye out on him. Captain Kirk, baby. Cap- Captain Kirk, he's hot. He's hot. He's hot. You like that? You, <laughs> you like that? I need, seems, I need more of that. It seems like Kirk Cousins, he wins every football game that's not a playoff game, and it's not prime time. Yeah, he's the king of comebacks. It's not Stafford. Yeah, he wins it games. It's is Kirk Cousins. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so a couple DFS plays I'm going to throw out there, uh, just to throw out there. Uh, running back-wise, Elijah Mitchell or Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette going against that broken Atlanta uh, Falcons defense. Wide receiver rise. My lock for DFS play this week is Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen has averaged more than 12 targets per game in 12 non-injury games with Justin Herbert. So what does that mean? Justin Herbert is targeting Keenan Allen when he when he can. I know Ristic loves him some Keenan Allen. I do. <laughs> uh, and my lock for quarterback for DFS this week, who I'm going to be playing, Justin Herbert going against the Cowboys defense who allowed Tom Brady to score 35 fantasy points on average. Uh, Yeah, so Justin Herbert, I think, is going to have a field day against that Cowboys defense. So Justin Herbert is my lock for DFS this week at the quarterback position. Good job, Roddy. My lock for this week is a running back, and that running back is Melvin Gordon. You guys saw Mark Ingram run for a lot of yards and a lot of attempts. And I think Melvin Gordon's going to replicate that. He had a good game last week. Feed the hot hand. They're going to run it. They're going to give him the rock again. I think he's going to do well with it. And then um, if you guys are doing the Thursday to Monday slate, I really, really like Aaron Jones as well. I think he's going to run all over the Lions D. I know. On Monday night. And my little trick here, I got a little trick, even though I, I'm in a league with you guys for DFS, so I hope you guys don't copy me. I'm listening to you. I am going for my tight end and flex. <laughs> Colin looked over. <laughs> he peaked. He peaked. He yeah, peaked. He can laugh all he wants. I guarantee you I catch this week. No, I'm only laughing because I have him too in my lineup. I have Noah Fant in my tight end, and I have Gronk as my flex. Mm. And the reason why, Rod, you want to know how much they cost? How much he cost? Fant, 4200 Cheap. Gronk, forty seven hundred. Super cheap. Super cheap. You got You gotta lock those guys in. Oh, they're at that price. In. Exactly. And they're they're both uh getting high target share. So I do like the Broncos this week against the Jacksonville defense. Um all the Broncos. I, I, I like Courtland Sutton too. And uh yeah, that's about it. All right. So my DFS lineup, I am going to punt the Uh-oh. quarterback position. Whoa. You're gonna punt it. Oh, he's, I'm punting. He's he's sitting a layer. Okay. I'm spending up at receiver and running back to play Big Ben Roethlisberger against the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders. And I'm stacking him with Deontay Johnson because Deontay Johnson is Big Ben's best buddy and pal. I'm also going with Aaron Jones. (laughs) Aaron Jones, he's going to have a nice bounce back game against the Detroit Lions. And my favorite play, as Rod said, is Keenan Allen Mm -hmm. against the Mm -hmm. Dallas Cowboys because that boy, he's going to be running. He's going to be running. He's going to be catching. Running. running. All running. right, man. Sounds good. Um, I want to also add in there Tyler Boyd. Uh, in, in, interesting stat because Cooper Cup played in the slot, I think, a lot when they played against the Bears. And Tyler Boyd plays in the slot a lot 
I, when obviously for the Bengals. So that's a really good, you know, plug and place guy if you want to look into somebody. I Everyone was knows. looking at Tyler Boyd. Yeah. And he's cheap too. He's cheap. He's, he's cheap. cheap. I like him I a lot. Not, yeah. I completely forgot Tyler Boyd was still playing in the Exactly why he's cheap well, in, in, in any given week. It's not the T. Higgins and Jamar show only, okay? Tyler Boyd will get his. Do you he understand looked, that Tyler Boyd has put up a thousand plus yard seasons like for the past like four or five seasons i doubt that do you understand who jamar chase is do you want to look up the stat four or five seasons in the past like seasons he's played no, he's i'd been say a very i'd good say player. two or three for sure okay let's go three then he's All been right. a very good player <laughs> but, the middle. Hey, there's the new sheriff in town and that's jamar chase i got him in my dfs and he's he's that same receiver that he was so highly touted coming out of college that video is so sweet of Joe yeah, Burrow yeah. throwing it to like Jamar back that in the day, sweet. and then yeah. Joe Burrow. I didn't throwing see it. it. You didn't see that? It? No. Yeah, it's so the same cool. exact play. Same play. That's so cool. They're like, hey, bro, we're running that play we ran back in the day. All right, dude, that is so cool. It was, it was, it was amazing. Dude, that is so cool. Okay, <laughs> Rod, that is the coolest thing I've ever heard. Hey, I'm you know, so happy you got to share that with us and with our listeners. <laughs> dude, you got to cut out the those 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 things are not funny. I know they're not funny. I just, I just get bored over here sitting here. Just like, <laughs> this got really weird, really quick. All right, anyway. Yes, um, Jamar Chase. Locking in. Okay. Who cares? Hello? Yes? Hi, I'd like to place an order. Okay, what can I get for you? Um, do you guys have orange chicken? Yes, we do. Okay, do you have chow mein? Yes. Okay, we will, I'll be doing, um, what do your portions come in? Well, orange chicken, they have dinner combo and whole order. Wait, actually, hold on real quick, one second. I am on the line with my buddy. He's asking me a fancy football question, and I don't know how to answer it. Do you mind if I ask you real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, he wants to know if he should start Saquon Barkley tonight against the Washington football team, and I have no idea. Uh, what do you say? Saquon Barkley to start him tonight because he only got like 48% of the snaps last week. So I don't know. Should I just tell him to start him or should I tell him to sit him? I don't know. Yeah, me either. That's the problem. I'm lost. Anyway, we'll go with the chow mein and the orange chicken, though. Your orange chicken? You mean the, you talking about the chow mein that was, you, want, you mean the lo mein noodle, like spaghetti one? Yes, yes, those are great. Okay, so you want the orange chicken with lo mein noodle, okay. Okay, and Saquon Barkley? Do we, we don't have Saquon Barkley. Okay, you don't have it? Okay. All right, all right, Um, can I do a, a pickup then, or? Yeah, pickup. All right, thank you. No, 